I hope you enjoyed this little preview and I hope you'll come back next time. Now, let's look at the gadgets that the U.S. Army used. When chemist and inventor Stanley Lovell was asked to take charge of OSS research and development and design secret weapons for use in hostile territory, William Donovan told him he wanted someone as crafty as Professor Moriarty, the sinister advisory of Sherlock Holmes. I drove the assignment, Lovell said. But dirty tricks are simply not tolerated in the American Code of Ethics. Donovan replied that if he was so naive as to think that the Americans would design any trick that might help them defeat their mortal enemies, then you're not my man. Lovell took the job and went on to develop the baseball-shaped piano hand grenade below for those adept at American's national pastime, along with selfie sidearms, truth potions, and poison pills. Lovell's message to his staff was just what Donovan ordered. Throw all your normal law-abiding concepts out the window. Here's a chance to raise merry hell. Proposals for exotic new weapons came not just from Lovell, also from President Roosevelt, who passed along to Donovan a letter from a dentist in Pennsylvania suggesting that bats be harnessed with small sedentary devices and released over Japan, where they would nest in wooden buildings and set them ablaze. Those so-called bat bombs were tested with mixed results before the project was abandoned in 1944. Other brainstorms questioned to inject female hormones into vegetables that Hitler consumed so he would lose his mustache and exhibit other humiliating symptoms. Several weapons designed or commissioned by OSS and RED, however, proved well suited for covert warfare like the high standard .22 caliber pistol with a built-in silencer. According to Lovell, his boss demonstrated that gun in the Oval Office by firing it into a sandbag while FDR's back was turned. Duly impressed, Roosevelt told Donovan, who belonged to the opposing party, you're the only wide, wild-eyed republic I'd ever let here with a weapon. Now, let's take a look of what is behind the enemy lines. No branch of OSS did more to answer William Donovan's call for aggressive action than special operations, modeled after Special Operations Executive, or SOE, which Churchill authorized to set Europe ablaze. Like SOE agents, so SO recruits operated behind enemy lines, often aiding or organizing attacks by partisans on Axis occupation forces. In Yugoslavia, OSS Special operatives helped resistant fighters fighters combat German forces and evacuated down ally pallets harbored by those participants. In Burma, officers of the OSS detachment 
101 armed and trained Kachin guerrillas, who are credited with killing two dozen Japanese occupiers for every one of their own losses. In Norway, OSS commandos led by William Colby descended by parachute and advanced on skis to sabotage rail lines and keep German divisions penned up in Norway as Allies invaded Reich. Supreme Allied Commander Dwight Eisenhower declared at war's end that the value of such operations by the OSS had been so great that there should be no thought of its elimination. Despite the endorsement, the agency was disbanded in late 1945, but it helped create the CIA like years to come by proven OSS veterans like Kobe. Welcome to the History Wars. I'm your host, Alex Carpetians, and in today's episode, we're going to look at the secret history of World War II.